And you are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. Outspoken, the Outspoken Boys are in the studio. It is the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. We are here to help end it on a good note for you. Yeah. Because, first of all, this is always hard because you love it, but it's like you got a good four-day problem. A lot of us got a four-day weekend, and then you have to go and pretend like the world is the same. you have to go back. You have to go back to how real life is, and and that's painful. It's sad. We are here to help with that transition. Exactly. That's why we're here to have good conversations and continue on, you know, give you a little... A little something, something. This is going to be a fun show fun. that we have lined up for you today. Of course, this mm-hmm. is the show right before mm-hmm. World AIDS Day. That's right. It's an important day, uh, December 1st, every year to remember. If you listened to last week's show, mm-hmm. of course, we had on um, a great uh, documentary, a gentleman that's yeah. in a documentary that's about uh, HIV positive young people. Mm-hmm. Um, by young people, I mean between the ages of 13 and 27, because right now they are the most highly affected groups with the new with new HIV they infection are. rates. So anyways, that was a lot of fun. We're going to uh, welcome Gay Weiss in the studio. She has a colleague with her as well. So we're going to talk to them in the second hour about why it's mm-hmm. still important after all these years to continue to celebrate and to use World AIDS Day as a, a time of education. That's right. It's yeah. because this is the day to remember, the day to celebrate our successes and the day to you know raise awareness. Yeah. Exactly. So and that's really what it is. And I, yeah. I remember a few. I think it was two years ago now. Um, you and I for AIDS Action and Awareness Day. Yeah. Um, in January, went to the Capitol Building in yes, Olympia to talk to our legislators, to, uh, uh, the people who were going to be approving budgets and you know that make <clears throat> that make that decisions fun. on things that affect us every day. Yeah. That was when, real fun. That was the first. I think that was one of the first times we actually interacted with San, mm-hmm. which is who we're going to be talking to in the second hour. Right. And right. we started. It was the beginning of a really great friendship that R- we began right, with them. Exactly. A relationship, uh, professionally and personally. Yeah. And so. And ever since we've been best friends with Gay, just saying best friends because best, you know what like happened. The bestest you friends. You know what happened in the last three Do you days. Know what? Mm-hmm. Bestest of friends. We were up at the cabin, right? Gay and her partner Bob. They have a beautiful, get ca- beautiful oh cabin, my God, way right. up in Idaho. And yeah. if you're asking By me, Sand I don't Park. know where directions yeah. are, but apparently it's just a long ways. Okay, it's, that's yeah, how I know. It's where about it is. it's about an hour and a half from here. Um, and it's it's over by Sandpoint, and it's secluded amazing. and gorgeous. And yeah. <laughs> They decorate it. I know. And, yeah, they and have the Mexico the, yeah, room. Yeah, it, the Costa Rica room. The Costa Rica room. room. That's Those right. are both the rooms. And yeah. I think it was the the Michigan room was the other one. It was Costa Rica and Michigan or something like that. I th- I'm pretty sure it was Mexico. Okay. It, whatever. We, th- <laughs> we were there and we can't even remember. <laughs> we <laughs> remember a, the Costa Rica room and then the M room. That's right. We're so good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so much Jake fun to get away, yeah. unplug. Yeah. Everybody take your moments because you know mm-hmm. you and I do a lot yes it's a yes, very we, we we stay very busy we stay very active in the As things that should. are important to us mm-hmm. yes but it's also important now and then mm-hmm. unplug mm-hmm. spend time with people who you love to be that's with right. That's right. you know and that's what this holiday really mm-hmm. should be all about mm-hmm. and so i, I love so it I know. I know and the puppy i just love doggies Ooh. when holly was there and they have or... a rabbit they have a rabbit i'm sorry so anyway so and food i food <laughs> right i bought Animals. mine Cabin and food. That's right. all you need. And we all we're all pitching in our own and so I mine is store bought. That's yeah, okay. That's it's okay. fine. Don't worry about it. Jonathan, because you can cook. 
Totally. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> what we learned last weekend was that Jonathan does blackened pasta, which is really yeah. <laughs> an, a very authentic Italian. Right. It is. Uh-huh. And yeah. if you name blackened anything, you can like pass S- it off. It's Creole. Tried. Oh influenced blackened everything Lots just of in my house flavors. yes yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's right <laughs> if my smoke alarm is not going off oh, i have not gosh, made yeah. you the right kind of food that's right that that's did not right. happen exactly right so <laughs> i mean great. these are yeah. <laughs> these yeah. are important things <laughs> to keep in mind mm-hmm. um you know what everybody should do is they should share their favorite memory from they their should. this year's thanksgiving they should go and uh tweet us on twitter mm-hmm that's where you tweet that that is where you tweet twitter and and, and comment on facebook because that's where you comment on facebook, on facebook. <laughs> that's right so there you go i felt very public radio right there <laughs> good times good times, good times yeah. okay no that's a lot of fun yeah. so we would love to hear what your memories are this year and what you chose to do on a day that's you know about yeah. being together mm-hmm. i like thanksgiving because it's not, it's, I don't relate it to a specific religious belief. I, right. I right. relate it to just, this is a time where we, people come a together. Holiday. It no. really is. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get caught up mm. in the dogma part of it. You just get to enjoy the people you're with. My mom, right. my sweet mother, she, so she texts me last week and it's like, so, um, she knows the answer by the way, but <laughs> she's going to make me do it anyways. Right. So are you coming home? For, I'm like, Mom, remember we talked about it. I get to pick one holiday, and yeah. I'm going to come home for Christmas. Right. And, uh, but I'm not going to make it for Thanksgiving. She goes, I totally understand. I'm really sad. And then, of course, because it can't be about her awesome son. She's like, will you please tell Sergey that he <laughs> is welcome at our house, and we oh, would boy. love to have him on Christmas. Like, Mom, remember, he's got family, and he's got Cole, who also has family. So we're going to, okay, but I just want to make sure... That you tell Sergey, stop it, mom. You can't like Sergey more than your son. You can't do that. That's That's not how this works. I'm so glad you love him. (laughs) Because you, yeah, yeah, it's funny because all of a sudden she's addicted to you. Which I mean, you've met her a few times. I don't blame her. I'm an addictive personality (laughs) and I'm a whole lot of fun. Right. Well, what's funny is you've met her a couple times. (laughs) Kurt's met her. Um, yes, Christmas. and then we went, and then this last time that we were at my mom's house, it was during my birthday, so we were over in Wenatchee, and uh, we went, and for first of all, we had way too much fun. Like the whole family was there, yeah. all the brothers, sisters, nieces, kind nephews, every there, and we. I don't think we have laughed that hard together right, right. in a long yeah. in a long time. And so I think they just had so much fun yeah. with us being there that they're so. just like, no, bring him back. <laughs> he was, a, he was Jonathan more fun can, than you, yeah, Jonathan. Right? Bring He's him more back. fun. So I just love that my mother loves you. <laughs> oh, so. that's great. That's, no, that's yeah. sweet. And she's that's like, leave, but leave Kurt at home. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. Let's be honest. That's hilarious. Nobody needs Kurt. But anyways, uh, that's what it's about. That's the fun part. So yeah. we had a... You know, sometimes if you don't have family, you can enjoy That's holidays right. exactly. with us. You get to choose exactly. your family. And so on this this Thanksgiving, we got to choose our family. And we it was so mm-hmm. much fun with those loved people. Love them. And I want to go back already. Those kind of people. Want, can we just Which is why we're just like, hey, Gay, why don't you just we'll make kind of up an excuse? Why don't you yeah. just come on the show? How about It hasn't this? been enough of a weekend. We set up studio in your <gasps> uh, cabin. In the cabin. And you can pay us for cleaning it and uh, <laughs> cooking. And Jonathan yes. will never get paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I'll get paid. I just won't do that. I mean, let's get real. You'll pawn it off on me, huh? <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and and then, then I will just make perfect. you hilarious. That's how I that's how I give back. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's great. It's about that's being great. thankful for that's what right. I give you, that's Sergey. Right. Okay. All right. Great. Fine. Fine. <laughs> well, we talked the other day about how, um, you know, we need to 
we need to accept mm-hmm. the the gifts we've been given, even though they can be a burden. Of course, my <laughs> gift is being smart, uh, you know, witty, talented. Uh, so talented, inspirational, right. and devastatingly handsome. Someone has to do it. That's so right. I, I, I will That's accept right. it. It's yeah. a burden, but I'll tell you, because heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> it's really a public service that you're it, doing it, it is. Everyone. It is. Yeah. Yes. Because you're a supermodel. You're funny. Oh you're God. smart. I've had this conversation with so many people. I'm like, because I always, I always get the people come up, um, sir, he's really um, cute. I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, the, first of all, the record's broken because I heard yeah. it. I said, but do <laughs> you like, know okay, what Jordan is even list. funnier and more sickening? He's also smart. That's right. And he's funny. And that, uh, I mean, there's a personality. I just want you to know if you're going to yeah. if you're gonna fall in love with him, I need to tell you why. Yeah, right. Not just don't well, just it's, stop it's at the front door. It's funny to see people put you in that box. Of, oh, oh, well, he's people that, love that, that. that pretty boy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you break it with being super smart or saying something and they're like, wait, I'm wait, like, wait, this hold is on. This doesn't make sense to Right. What? This is what sucks about Sergey. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. he will, listen, it's going to be a problem because uh, he thinks. <laughs> I know, and uh, you are you are banking on a different. That's right. <laughs> so there's there's stuff beyond the front door. Also, P.S. Uh, uh, he's taken. So yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think Cole wants to share. So I just want you to know he's not very so, good at sharing. I don't mind that part. I like watching them just their dreams get crushed right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Hey, I got to get. I got somewhere. <laughs> right? Wow. Today? No, no, it's true. No, I love people, and I love uh, they connect different ways I with, with us. I, and I, I think that's amazing. I, I mean, yeah. So I get to be the silver fox. Oh, good, good. It's okay. Good. Right. Well, well, I think it's time to take a song break. Do you here. think? I think so. And oh, then okay. we'll come back and talk um, to Camille. Camille, to Camille Bloom, Bloom is going to come on. We love her. You've yeah. heard her songs before. And we're actually uh, going to play one right now. She's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, get ready right after the song break. We will talk to recording artist Camille Bloom. That's right. So we have back Camille Bloom, one of our favorite uh, singers, artists, performers. She was here in Spokane um, just, what, a, a month back? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we met her. And so we decided to bring her on for Thanksgiving, the day to be just, thankful. I feel like, Camille, you're going to be our new holiday guest. <laughs> yeah. like, you we'll, know, have, we'll have you on for Christmas. We're having day. you today. Yeah. Oh, it's Flag Day. Camille <laughs> is going to be on. <laughs> President's Day. Who's your favorite president? Right. I love that. Valentine's Day. I'm there right? you go. I feel like yeah. we just had way too much fun at your show. So to remind everybody, you came to town and you played at Nine Bar and Bistro, mm-hmm. uh, yes. which of course we love them there. Uh, the same night as Indigo Girls, <laughs> yes. so we yes. had to. We need to schedule again. I just want to say because we had so much fun. We told everybody about it. We're like, and next time y'all need to get there because yeah. the crowd that showed up had a really good time. You apparently yeah. even had people who have seen you before. Oh, I have. Yeah, and I, I generally have that room just fully yeah. packed and i was really thrilled with the turnout considering oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we were competing with the indigo girls it was still <laughs> right. full but it was not not like normal i sure. think yeah <laughs> yeah i know but it was amazing and you uh you do really good at i love watching your live performance i've watched some of your your other live stuff on youtube to see you interact really well with your audience so let's first start with you have a brand new cd out I do. Um, yeah, and tell us about first of all this process of when you decide to to create a new project, a new album. Sure. Well, I mean, I've been um touring for quite some time and um I feel like I don't actually mm-hmm. strategically look at my calendar and think I'm going to create a new album. It's <laughs> often driven by how much music I create 
and the need for a new recording. And and normally I I do a, a new recording every couple of years. So this year, though, it was a little bit different in that um, I I didn't have all the material written, and I I did a crowdfunding campaign, um, and I told my audience and my fan base. Um, Whatever we raise is the type of album I'm going to record. So if we raise, you know, $5,000, then I'll have enough to, you know, get a microphone and record right, some songs right. and send them to your cell phone, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and if we raise more than that, you know, so we just <laughs> waited to see what we raised. And we ended up raising $27,000. And oh that my was gosh. enough to build, yeah, a home studio. And so we produced our own record and, um, and, uh, got to bring in some phenomenal guest musicians and some of which I've been playing with for 10 years. Um, some of them are new and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I got to produce as well, which was fantastic. And wow. I'm really thrilled with how the album turned out. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, just so our listeners know, the new album is called pieces of me, which is the title track we've played on our show a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Um, your music is very, you can tell it's very, you're a songwriter, so you actually, you yeah. pull from your experience. So it's all very personal. Uh, talk about pieces of me. I mean, it's it, your, your whole album are pieces of you, all the songs that you write. Do you find being that, I don't know, open, vulnerable, uh, and being, having to be public, obviously, about that, how hard is that? Um, you know, I find that it's, I don't think I could write any other way, and it's why I think people are drawn to the music. So for me, you know, if I get an email from someone who said, I'm really struggling, and this song has lifted me up to make me feel hope again, or you kept me from jumping off the ledge, I mean, to me, that is so much um, more valuable than just singing some sort of pop hook and people want to dance to it. So I when I'm on stage and I'm sharing these personal things, I know that there are people connecting and they may be hard to share, but it's so worth it Mm -hmm. because I feel like one of the main reasons we listen to music is for connection. And if I can provide that, then I I'm doing my job well. Right. Well, and, and you go everywhere to provide that connection. I mean, you've, you've toured over, you know, 30 national and international tours over the last nine years um, from everywhere from, you know, the United States and Canada to over in Europe. Yeah, how, I'm exhausted yeah. just looking at you. I schedule. know, that that sounds like the most fun but most exhausting thing. How, how, how do you do it? How do you do it, Camille? Well, I mean, I used to tour year-round, and now yeah. I've got um, a much more reasonable schedule. So I, in the um, fall, I tour the States, and in the winter, um, I rest a little bit and play regionally. And then the spring, I tour Europe. Um, and the summer I'm doing festivals and running songwriting retreats for mm-hmm. teens. And so I have this nice kind of seasonal schedule that, mm-hmm. that helps me maintain, uh, my winter months really help me maintain my energy for touring in the spring and the fall. That's, those are my hardest seasons of, you know, staying up and staying healthy. In fact, you can probably hear I've got a, I'm getting over a crazy cold. I think oh, I just got yeah, finished with yeah. touring and then it was like, okay, it's time yeah. to let down now. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I love, um, touring overseas and I, this spring will be my 10th tour in Europe. So I'm pretty thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they obviously love you over there. There's a, there's a lot of fans and listeners. It's true. And you know, what's weird is they, they came out 
the very first time that I toured over there. And my friend Carrie, who I was touring with, she was, we were both just like, wait, what? What are these people doing? They, they don't even know us, you know? But they were so excited to support um, music right. from the States. That, See, and that's yeah. and, and hopefully, you know, we can continue. Music is a, is a great way to, uh, I guess, bridge different ideas, different uh, yeah. views. And right now, art and music, I think, is so important to bring us back together. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful <coughs> thing to be able to take, not only in the States, but, uh, you know, across the world yeah, to, to bring that kind of unity mm-hmm. through music. That's, th- that's the way I like to fight. Give me something creative. That's right. That's right. It's and I'm already writing, uh, writing songs um, about our situation and right our political situation mm-hmm. etc it's like it's the way yeah. i process yeah know? and for a lot of people that's you know creating is the real way to process and to make sure that you know it's a positive yeah. uh way to process well look at some of the yeah. most mm-hmm. amazing uh art and and right. music that has come out of the 60s you know out of out of all of that it's a great way for us as to culturally put our foot forward and Camille you're so good I mean I know you uh, I believe uh, you travel you are in a committed relationship yeah let everybody so for all of those fans who now are sad just pick yourself up (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's even that's even more important and you and she goes on tour with you doesn't she yeah Mm -hmm. not always she sings with you as much as we can yep Mm -hmm. right Right. So that's got to be hard. And one of the things I wanted to get back to is the sense of balance. Uh, you talk about how, you know, now winter months are, are more local. And we had Melissa Farrick on uh, a while back, and, and I'm, I'm a big fan of hers and always have been. And she talked about how it's funny as she's gotten through life and, you know, found her her center more, that she changed the balance of things. It used to be all very, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go until I can't hardly move anymore. Until mm-hmm. now she has found that place where she's balanced. She knows exactly where she needs to be. She likes to perform, but she also knows that her life is important. Do you do find yourself on a process similar to that? Or how did you come to this place of balance? Well, I, I found after about five years of touring nonstop that I was not looking forward to touring. Like, I was going to Europe, and I was not even excited about it. I was feeling kind of jaded and exhausted, and I didn't have any energy to write new music Mm. because I was on the road so much. And um, and so I think it was just... And also my body breaking down. Like, what we're doing, being on the road and being in the car for so many hours, and then you're lugging gear, and you're holding Mm. a guitar on your shoulder, and... Um, it's really hard on the body, surprisingly. So um, I think it was part my body breaking down and part I'm going, how can I not be grateful for this? Mm-hmm. There is there is something really wrong that I'm getting to travel abroad and I'm not even excited about it. And that's yeah. when I realized I needed to... And what I did was I took a trial winter off. I took a couple mm-hmm. of months in the winter and... Um, I mean, I was still booking shows and promoting and doing interviews and stuff, but I wasn't traveling. Right. And I realized, oh, my gosh, like, I feel new again. I'm thrilled to get on the road. I can't wait for these shows. I'm writing music. And that's when I realized I needed that consistently in my life. Yeah. We, we talk a lot with people right now. And we talk about right. you have to take right. the moments. 
You have to mm-hmm. give yourself some yeah. moments because otherwise you lose why in the world you're you're doing what you're exactly. doing in life. And you have to enjoy yeah. your loved ones around you. And and last we saw you, there was a new loved one in your family. There was. A little tiny <gasps> a little tiny Darwin, a little puppy. How, <laughs> how's he doing? He's on my lap right now oh! wearing his tiny purple fleece. We love that. And covered in my new darling plaid scarf. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they so take cute. over those things they, from us. They They're do. like, you think that's yeah. yours, but, but it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, and I love that we actually ended up, when we you were here in Spokane, we parked right behind you, and because we saw the dog. Yeah. And we were, yeah. we were, and we had no idea until, of course, yeah. we went in and, and heard all these wonderful stories. That, yeah. I mean, in the future, there should be a song for Darwin. I'm just saying. Just oh, saying. I'm pretty sure there are many <laughs> songs in the works for Darwin. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, and yeah. speaking of your songs, you have written so many over the years, and this is the worst question you can ask a songwriter ever. Um, so, of your children, what are some of your favorite children? <laughs> of song children? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, well, mm, boy, that is so right. Tough. Worst question ever. I admit. One of it's okay. It's okay because they are they're all different. Yeah. Um, right. Yes. Of course. Um, well, I have to say, pieces of me is one of my favorites. Mm, just, I love that song. Um, it's so fun to play live, and because I had this phenomenal mandolin player mm-hmm. guest and came up with this brilliant uh, melody. Um, and I'm picking stuff off the new album really because it's my newest right. baby and yeah. we all know the newest babies are the favorites. <laughs> exactly. Um, so my other new uh, favorite is, is, uh, in another life. And I wrote oh. it about an alternate universe where I was born in the Netherlands because I have this love affair with, uh, even though I know every system is broken, like right. I feel a lot of peace in that country when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wrote it about my Dutch, um, adoptive parents that I've sort of, oh. Um, I made them adopt me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> their names are Paul and Yvonne, and I wrote the song about them and growing up in their house and what it would have been like living oh, there. Wow. So. Right. See, and I love the concepts yeah. of songwriters. Yeah. I love concepts anyways, but I think that's Where amazing. I will say mm-hmm. this whole album is amazing and very, I, I think it takes the listener on a personal journey of their own, actually, just to listen from beginning to end. And one of the songs that you kind of bookend your album with is uh, the song uh, Lift You Up. And yeah. I love that there's also at the very end of the album is kind of a, a dancier version of this <laughs> very, and in two different ways, it's very beautiful and slow and orchestrated in the, in the first version. And then there's this, yeah. and it has two different, I mean, it's basically all of life in those two, in yes. the way I look at yes. it. It's the ups and the downs and the intricate ways in which we weave our life. And I and you talk about personal stories, and I'm just going to share this really quick and not get way too yeah. personal. But two, about a couple of weeks after we saw you live and I heard you sing that song live, I lost someone unexpectedly very close to me. And oh. that song is the song I would listen to over and over and over again oh. because for me it was him. It was him. And so I have to say music not only healing, but that song alone, these two different versions kind of takes you through the valleys and then brings you back up. And that last one is so hopeful that I've got to say, that's the Mm. brilliance of songwriting Um, and that you brought. I mean, if that's just my experience, we're all going to experience it differently. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think that's amazing. I feel like. music. I mean, tear up. You're lucky. I'm not going to ugly cry. You can't (laughs) see me, but look, um, better 
for me to play something. Okay, we're going to have you repeat that. I think we're breaking up because yeah, I think I heard. Losing yeah. connection here. So let's, yeah, let's repeat what you just said because I really want to hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said oh. that um, the story that you just told is the reason that, and if there is a connection that someone can have at that level, yeah. um, then I feel like I'm doing my job and I so oh. appreciate you sharing your story. Well, I, yeah, I can't even begin to explain to you. Yeah, that's what music is for, and that's what you, you know, we met once, I hear you, and that it, it gave a lot of healing in mm. just a song, you know, and I mm. think that's amazing. So we play, we've played that song, I can't we tell have, you how many yeah. times we've <laughs> on the show. <laughs> and it's, it's a good thing. And that's why, Camille, people like you need to keep doing what they're doing, you know, yeah. keep writing your songs and we need and to touring. keep supporting and what yeah, you're doing. Have, right, exactly, exactly right. Support people, you know, doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, Thank you. So as you, as we're now in the colder, wintry mm-hmm. months out there, um, so you're doing more things around where you're at. So for people who like are over here, and I, I need more, Camille, where can we send them to buy the album to, to hear more from you, to, to get more involved? Sure. Well, um, on my website, CamilleBloom.com, there's a store page. You can pick up the hard copy album, and I will sign it and send it to you. And it is available on iTunes. Um, I opted out of Spotify because it is killing artists like yeah, me. Right. And so, right. um, you know, I just ask if people love the music, they um, they download it or buy it online, and that will ensure that we can continue um, doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. As touring is is one thing, yes, you can make money at shows, right. um, but we but the, the other support is spreading the word. You know, if you like the music, and yeah. uh, just like you guys are doing, helping listeners discover um, musicians like me um, mm-hmm. really makes a difference in our career. So, see, right. and I think, and right now, I think we talk a lot on this show about not only do we need to find the leaders who are positive and wise and progressive and lift them up even more right now, we need to do the same things with the artists around us. And we so, we do. are always excited to promote you anytime. Uh, you mm-hmm. are amazing, and we seriously, if you're listening to this, you need to go check out Camille Bloom. Uh, CamilleBloom.com because uh, y- you're just amazing. And I will forever thank be grateful you. to you just for the rest of my life. So thank you so Thanks much. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you for spending time with us here on our show. We're going to continue playing your music today as we have already. And then we will talk to you, no doubt, again in the future. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Camille. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are back. You are listening to KYRS. That's 88.1, 92.3. FM, and this is Outspoken. Uh, that was Camille Bloom, who's I amazing. Her. I love her. We love her. We, we got to meet her when she was in Spokane doing yeah. a show, and we got to see I Have Her New Album. Uh, she is absolutely amazing. Of course, the album, new album is called Pieces of Me. You can go learn more about her, as she said, at CamilleBloom.com. I really appreciate her heart. Yes, and I love how she loves being an inspiration, and you, know, you shared about... You know, her yeah. song. And, yeah, and, and, and really, that's what really didn't art is about. And that is exactly what it's about. It's I mean, a way that we can connect on a level yeah. that's so. uh, deeper than just this, you know. Right, exactly. How about fight. how about it's not just about, you know, wh- whatever hip-hop is about anymore. I don't even listen to it. So well, anymore is the true anymore. statement there, which is Ooh. there was a, you know, there was. And I don't. There m- was a time. Yeah. When I it, don't mind I, that it's an art form now. But there uh, was. But yeah. I, yeah. 
You know, I just, I just, just don't like want... what's pop music about anymore, and it doesn't right, really exactly. have a thing. It just exactly. is. What's music like anymore? I mean, you think about like country music is all about the tractors and the whiskey. Uh, back in our yeah. day, pop that's what we're going to sound like when we're seventy. Well, we're seventy. Oh. When you're seventy, and I'm ninety, <laughs> we're going to be on the rocking chairs going. Back in our day, the music meant something. Yeah, it's, these that's, youngsters that's today, and I'll be that. You're the youngster. No, I yeah, think, I'm sorry. I, think, I had my own moment. <laughs> thank you. You're wow. welcome. I, I'm glad that I wrote a play just right there, just right there. It's happening. I just think that right now is the perfect time for music to mean something again because we um, are it in is, the perfect setup. If there was not another, yeah, so, if there is not a better time not to better bring one. it back. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about being at a protest uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And the fact is I, there was someone there, Jim Casterling, he's been on the show before. He is the current uh, chair of the Spokane Democrats. Right. And he said this is so similar to the days when I was in protests yes. way back. Uh, in the 60s, and and now we're here again. He goes in, although I'm sad that we're here again, there's also this vibrancy to it. There's this crackle in the air. Exactly. There's to a do something, and it's the same reason. for. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Music has a chance to mean even more than it right. ever has right. again in, in our history. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. I agree. Now. I mean, that's what music has always been. So Yeah, it's a way artists. for artists to, to sift through what mm-hmm. our culture and society is putting them through right now. Uh, speaking of culture, so we're going to have Gay Weiss on uh, with San here yeah. in just a few minutes. But before that, let's share, drop some, apparently okay. there's some new the, thing I need to know this about. Is, and this might and be a good I don't know if I need to know it yet. For you as a bear. I don't, as a bear. Maybe. Well, it's, it's, it's a thing called... Um, Cuffing that, that's happening. I mean, that's an odd do that. I, I know. That's I done. Right. Is that's that not, not a thing? It's not hand oh. cuffing. It's, it's oh, it's weird, not hand. Not hand cuffing. Not hand cuffing. It's I'm a not weird interested. Little thing, um, and it's basically hibernation relationships. Um, that's so weird. Yeah, what hibernation the, relationships? So you're having the, a relationship while you're sleeping? Basically, no. That's that's kind of how it goes. I mean, you, you don't sleep through the whole thing, but in the I winter hope months, not. I mean, that's you know, warm. Okay, so winter months, we all kind of hunker down. Well, you know, the winter depression, winter Ugh. blues, you don't kind of want that. That's true. So you get a relationship just for those months, and you find like, a person who also wants that. It's like that. a timeshare. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a timeshare relationship. Right, right. There you go. Okay, so you get yeah. a significant other a significant for, other for just three months, specifically for months, yeah. this time of year. Mm-hmm. And you, Where I mean, you do all the things together. You you drink your hot chocolate. You go to movies. But you isn't that cuddle. a relationship? But I don't you, understand. But the thing it, is, people want to go in the summer and go to the parties and the beach and just so they don't want do a full year commitment. No, they just want the they just want a winter relationship. What's going on in our world? I don't understand. Just a so it would be like right now, Jonathan's like, hey. Right. I have a guy I like, but he's far away right now. So obviously we're not dating. Right. Um, so I'm going to send the segment to him later. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I want someone more immediate that I can cuddle with, watch movies yeah. with. Let's just do winter stuff. Let's just be companions yes, for right now. There you go. So uh, is it like an online hooker? I don't understand. No, no. So it, wait, are you a, having sex with this person? Sure. It's okay. whatever you want. I mean, if you want to. Is there yes, a website? I don't understand. No, no, no. You, It's like on Grindr, but you just let the person know, hey, listen, this I'm is interested just in for... cuffing. And they're like, me too. And, then, and I want to know where the like, word came from. Cuffing. Okay, so it's almost like you have this verbal contract. Okay, and it as of exactly right. March 1st, well, it's over. And here's the thing. So. How awkward is it if you don't tell them? And you're <gasps> like, well, I'm out of here. Right. You know, no, that's I'm mean. That's mean. Yeah, it's so also an gotta, interesting because also, I mean, you're going to mm. be sharing not just sex. You're actually sharing sure, things yeah. like having fun and stuff. Yeah. 
that might turn into a legit well, relationship you know, by accident. Happen. And you're like, oh, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> but I mean, how do you, I don't know how to. Listen, hmm. I don't know. It, I mean, because the, the concept yeah. is intriguing, but I'm going to, if you're going to watch Netflix with me and we're going to drink cocoa and we're going to go out to coffee and That's wine right. and we're going to have sex on top of it all, yeah. I'm going to, there's going to be a connection there and I'm not going to be able to help it because that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I don't know. It's just, it's just such a weird it's phenomenon. Easier because when it's, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just so much easier. Yeah. But yeah, it's just what is going on. Where did you I mean, see that? Where did this come up? So I read an article and um, did you fact check it? I did. Okay. No, it's a real thing. I mean, it's on Vice and uh, okay. Yes, there is an article on Urban Dictionary about it, but that's not my only source. Okay, good. It's, see, you sourced it. Exactly. That's all. Yeah, that's on all I Vice, want to know. Um, Huffington Post wrote about it. Oh. Vogue wrote about it. Um, Vogue wrote about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's called so Huff- fashion knows about it. HuffPost knows about yeah. it. Got you. Yeah, cuffing, cuffing season. Yeah. So, and here's okay. Let me read you a, what right vice dot com um, describes it. Okay. It says um, we are now at the start of cuffing season, um, and cuffing <laughs> is the moment when people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves, along with the rest of the world, desired to be tied down by a serious relationship. Typically for the winter months. Interesting. And I, I suppose it's not really for specifically the winter months, but uh, everything I've read about but it that's is when always it's, for... Because yeah, that's when it's you're like, hey, I don't have the energy to go party yeah, all the time. And, and apparently... It's dark at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a, a guide well, to Well, in Alaska all of a sudden. So there's a guide? There's a guide to perfect cuffing, apparently. Is yeah. it like a book? Someone I, legitimately well, just you know, wrote a... Yeah, there's a, no, there's a, there's a chart. I feel like you better be having this conversation with yeah. the person. Yeah. So, like you said earlier, that we're both on the same page. Like, yeah, yeah. listen, we're just helping each other <laughs> out. We're yeah, That's, we. I and you know what else it, it helps solve? Yeah. All of the darn holiday parties. Work has one. Blah, there blah, it is. And you need someone to go with you. Well, I feel like I had this relationship once. <laughs> I do. I feel like it was a thing. You're an accidental cuffer. I am an accidental. That's going to be my new book. Accidental cuffer. Accidental cuffer. So that's interesting. Well, it solves that problem. Yeah, there you go. And it's always nice to have someone to kind of just share the romantic moments with. And it's kind of a weird time of year for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Maybe it's the holidays. Maybe it's the snow. Maybe it's the winter blues. Interesting. Some people just want it. And I'm just fascinated by it. I I am fascinated by this. And I don't know how it happens. And I'm curious. Yeah. I'm very curious. I think you might be a cover pretty soon i think yeah. it might happen i think you might have hit on something but, i'm like hey but here's the good part if you aren't willing to commit and a lot of people aren't yeah you can still have a relationship during the months you really need it and then at the end of it be like, it's like time Hi. sharing it's very for part of me thinks this isn't going to end well, well and part of me know. thinks interesting i might because i always try things that don't end well anyway yeah. so i might okay. as well just jump on board now who says it doesn't this, end well? I don't know. I know. Uh, as long as both know. people agree. We talked to Damon right? and he says, I feel like says, there's a movie in this. Let's do it. As long as there's communication okay. and a mutual agreement. Hey, I'm not against it because this sounds actually like right up my alley right now. Because I, I don't I, have time. I, yeah, I, like, I don't have time for an actual like full on marriage. I don't got time for that. Right, I got a lot right. of things going on. But I do have time for someone who happens to want to have this too and be in a, well, and for you, they could cook for you and clean for you. <gasps> oh, okay. Hold it. I'm sold. I'm sold. Where do I right. sign up? Because that is <laughs> yeah. what I need. I wish there was a specific like app for this. Well, now. you know what? I'm now. surprised we're not billionaires because if someone doesn't have it, we should create Let's it. Let's do it. Cuffing. Cuffing, yeah. 
I feel you like it's a cuff. little. The cuff is an actual gay bar that, that's, in Seattle. Okay. Yeah, confusing. So. It does. It does. But I'm I'm gonna do some research on this. Yeah, and look up I'm those guides because I got and, some holiday parties coming up, but I'm not looking forward to them. Oh. And I love it when well, you're you when you're single them. and you're well. Your well-meaning friends are like, "Oh, are you gonna bring a plus one?" <laughs> and they give you that look like, "Probably not." But we're gonna <laughs> ask. And I'm like, "I could if I want to." I used to bring plus ones everywhere. I've chosen not to. Yeah, right. And there you go. You have to say it's a choice. (laughs) Right. It's it's a a choice choice not to. Girl, what are you trying to say? I can't get a date. Mm -mm. (laughs) I can't. No, I'm going to say maybe not the best men. But if I start, if I start a cuffing relationship with someone and I talk to you about it because you're bad. Yeah. Like I can't mention someone's name because you want to be approving, but your face says everything <laughs> says the truth and i've tried oh this before and you get that face and i'm like and you're like no i totally support no, him. i'm I like no it. you don't no. <laughs> no, you, d- you gave be... me the face <laughs> you hate that person i will be very supportive of you cuffing with the right people right and there that's why go. i think i'm gonna take applications and you <gasps> get to decide yes <laughs> a review <laughs> who's my cuffing how partner. about how about that there's plenty I'm of in. people who i'm want in to. i'm not good at picking no people so i'm all listen for it. the standards should not be you have a pulse and for you it seems like they might be jonathan because you were with True. someone who just well, got maybe out of my... prison <laughs> i want to remind us that story <laughs> your Let's... standards are the guy who doesn't actually have a home but he would like to use your shower <laughs> that, that, that was a happened. problem, yeah. I admit. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that I need to be better at asking questions. Yes, you do. <laughs> like the meaningful ones. Like, hey, have you ever murdered anyone? <laughs> Slash, do you have a home and need to take a shower? In right, but here's the thing. Sometimes, I mean, they're the most exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is there this gigantic knife by the pillow where my <laughs> head is laid? Boy, aren't you? I'm just going to move this I down. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> hide this <laughs> behind this your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I've had a colorful history. I yeah, get it. You, you so, yeah. Been. So, you get to pick. I'm going to take in applications for cuffing partners, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to let you choose them. Oh, boy. Perfect. It's on. Bring That's it fun. in. It's funny to hear your uh, I want relationship stories. And then <laughs> They're horrible. Cole and I were talking. He has weird relationship stories, too. He really? has weird dating history stories which i was surprised i'm at. so curious yeah. oh mm. apparently and, and you know what sorry this is what hey, you get cold just <laughs> just is, between you and me no, no one else has yeah. listened <laughs> apparently uh, somebody brought their pet rat on a date with him and just kept feeding it what? food from the table and was like actually what? i can't leave my rat at home and cole's like well this is a deal breaker <laughs> <laughs> right well this, this is, is a problem this is a problem here <laughs> but let me just so. dig a little bit in your history and talk about flying squirrels flying squirrels. oh yeah so he d- didn't okay bring girl one. girl he didn't bring one to the table. no but he, he was, this him. is crazy oh i know he was crazy <laughs> yeah. he had a ton of all of were, our history they were mm. flying squirrels, and he made a point to make sure that oh, they were that's flying right. squirrels. They were... they were sugar gliders. Oh, sugar gliders. Because they come from different continents, Jonathan, right. oh. and they cannot be seen together. Oh. I am glad that was your relationship so, and not mine. <laughs> I'm glad that was never officially a relationship, and right? also ended a month I know. That was, and, and that was uncomfortable for everyone in your life. <laughs> I know, and I'm so sorry. Not just you, for all of us. Everybody. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to say anything, oh, but the, there needs the one to be... after that did not have Yo, either. No. <laughs> I, I feel like there needs to be a whole show. We'll do this around uh, yes. Valentine's Day. There you go. We're going to have a dating yeah. show, <laughs> and the we will tell you all the crazy, yeah. right, right. all... <laughs> And there's a lot of crazy. Oh, oh there is. There, between crazy. the two of us, yes. Oh, Mostly I have so Jonathan, many. St- <laughs> <the two of> <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's it. bad. So I love it. So yeah. we're going to take another brief break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do a brief intro and we're going to start talking to Gay Weiss with Sam. That's right. And I'm excited. So it's going to be fun. So. Perfect. Hey, we are back with KYRS 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is your Outspoken Boys. Outspoken. Listen, it's been a fun. This is the unwinding from your Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully you spent some good times with people that Mm -hmm. you love. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know we did. Um, in just a minute, we're going to bring one of them on because we just spent the weekend at her cabin and she had to kick us out because we didn't want to leave. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and we had to drag her back too. I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> For this. So yeah. darn us. Um, one of the things we want to talk about, because we've been in conversations with San, a lot is going on with, with what was formerly known as Spokane AIDS Network and has been San. They've been with us in this community for, I think, about 31 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, they just currently lost a big grant. We're going to talk a little bit about that and what it means. Ridiculous. Uh, for their role yeah. in in uh, the community because they were, they are unfortunately going to have to shut their doors. And this is in many conversations we've had with them because we're really good friends with the staff at SAN mm-hmm. is this conversation is not easy. So we want to make sure we talk a lot on our show about being authentic yeah. and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sometimes means that our words aren't as polished right. and not as politically Correct and, and chosen, and they're and they can be emotionally loaded. Because here's the thing: we're not all writing uh, speeches for the right. campaign trail. We're not all polishing our uh, talking points, and so precursor. We have a lot of opinions on what's going on with uh, regional health in Spokane mm-hmm. and the loss of this grant for San and Gay Weiss is the director, and she has a lot of opinions as well. This is what happens. This yeah. is where we have real conversations. And this real conversation is probably going to get a little raw. Yes. It's probably going to get a little emotional. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. That's okay. Because that's reality. I mean, if people are so upset and they want their leaders to be more real, mm-hmm. um, we need to allow our leaders to be more real. Right. Well, and in, and in a world right now where everything seems to be kind of falling apart, to be honest. Yeah, just, yeah, just a little bit. Tiny, this is lot. just another thing, and so okay. there. I mean, it just makes sense why um, we would be so upset about it. Yeah. So uh, as we go forward, it was a difficult decision yes. for uh, Gay Weiss to make um, to come on and have a real conversation and allow the the raw emotions to show. But she decided to go ahead yeah. and trust us, you know, Aww. to do this. And so uh, this so is a safe place. Gay. Yeah, safe space for that. Uh, the role is still important of San and what they represented mm-hmm. and what we want to talk about and the, th- and the questions we want to ask of the people taking over their role in this community are still very important. Okay. So uh, without further ado, we might as well bring them into the conversation. And, and we are back with Outspoken on KYRS 88.1 and 92.3 FM. We have special guests in the studio from San. And I want to clarify, you had said something, and we know each other, obviously, so we have many conversations. But that it's no longer is, what's the correct name? We're just San. San, because it's no longer Spoken AIDS Network, which since right. that's how old I've, I am, I've been around since way back. Right. But to honor Spokane AIDS Network, when we mm-hmm. did a name change, we kept San, yeah. which is kind of how which we're known great. in the community. Okay. But it also allows us to represent 
everyone. More than just, yeah, because yeah, your role, mm-hmm. the role right. of Santa had changed And we don't so just serve Spokane. Drastically. Yeah, lots of counties. Yeah, we're in 13 counties. Right. So, oh, wow. you know, when you answer the phone and you say you're from Spokane AIDS Network and you're sitting in Wenatchee, right. why am I calling Spokane? So exactly. San is the new name. Okay. Gotcha. So let's, let's get down to something that I think... Um, has been whispered about in the community. Of course, we've talked about it. If you're in the nonprofit world, if you're in, if you're friends with people at San, you know what's going on. But I think a lot of us haven't been talking as much as we should be. Let's mm-hmm. get into something which is basically um, San, 31 years. We've said it, but a lot of things has changed. And one of those things is the money was pulled and yes. given yes. to regional. So why don't you tell us, first of all, give us that lay down. You know what what I mean? happened? What <laughs> happened? <laughs> a lot has happened. So over the summer, they, the state had released a request for application. Mm-hmm. So we were applying for the services that we had been doing for 31 years, medical case management and prevention around HIV. And we, of course, wrote the very best proposal that we possibly could. We threw our blanket very, very wide because we knew that we were doing it better than anyone else Mm -hmm. and that we could help small communities. One of the goals in the RFA was to reach everyone, that we all areas of the state would have access to equal care. Mm -hmm. And if you do these big conglomerates of health districts, you may not hit the smaller community. So we threw our net very, very wide. And at the bottom of the day, we did not get funded. Which was shocking. 85% of our budget just went away. Yeah, for you to continue just to do what you do, right? Right. Which That's which to keep you the guys doors open, yeah. I I and I I come back to thirty one just because I it's shocking to me that an organization that has done not only uh, a job but a very good job and a very personal job uh, right. with so many human beings in our our very area after thirty one years. Of course you're going to write a grant that's because you guys know how to do it. You know what's right. You yeah, know where you're going. Had, exactly. And so it had to have been shocking when the news came down. It was horrible because yeah. we, I utilized my leadership team. Right. We all reviewed. Right. We all wrote. We wrote with passion to each of our expertise. Right. You know, Kyle Wright wrote to prevention and mm-hmm. Rachel wrote to care. I mm-hmm. oversaw. We did budgets. We did in-depth. And... One of the things that's different about what we do is we have this enormous piece of our budget that is wraparound services. And that is the difference that we do housing, transportation, food, and mental health, Mm -hmm. all within the confines of our office. So if people aren't comfortable going down the street with a referral, they don't have to. They can get Mm -hmm. that service Mm -hmm. in our building. If you've ever been there, it's an old house. It's comfy. You hang out. If you're Mm -hmm. whatever your issues are and you need a safe place... People hang out in our office all day long. We do if, sometimes. Just, yeah, we do. Just because we've we been, can. Yes, you we've do. been on those couches <laughs> before. So the the budget is now going to the health district. What, exactly. What, is that, what does that mean? How is that going to work? It means all of the services, so medical case management uh-huh. and prevention were just, I'm sorry, yanked from underneath us and moved to a government agency mm-hmm. within yeah. the confines of a ugly building. Yes, that's not right. very not, user friendly. Com- not a fun not house to hang comforting. Out. No. Not a fun house to hang out. Why? I want. Why? Why did it change? What was different this year that made them go? We're going to give it over here. 
I, I don't. That's well, we what would a like lot to have that asking. answer too. Right. <laughs> but basically, when they put out the RFA, the only thing mm. they did was they chose by score alone. Mm-hmm. And so, if you wrote for services that you weren't doing, and you wrote sentences like "We intend to," even yeah. though they're not, they scored higher in some areas than we did, even though. It's the work that we do on a day-to-day basis. I was going to say, so you could make up something, but because you've been doing it and doing well, Mm -hmm. we're not going to give you credit for it because these people say they can do it too. Right, but But we were reality-based with a little bit of fluff because you're writing for a new program and you want to have some imagination of what you can do. Right. But when you haven't been doing it and you write that, and you basically write statistically to Mm -hmm. what the government wants to hear, then you get a contract. And there was no, like, we'll give some to you and some to you. It was just a done deal. Do you know, was there any look at the history of why it's been given to Santa every year? There was one score, period. Don't you just want to slap somebody? I, I'm I not going to lie. People, it actually. makes me, it makes me angry. I mean, yeah. in a perfect world, that's exactly what would have happened because then without a doubt, San would have, I, we would have, we would still be here yeah. come yeah. January. Yeah, yeah um, because right now, the reality of the matter is with 80, 85% of your budget now slashed, you have to look at what it means now because you have to transition to closing the doors because right. there's not the money right. to do it. Because how big was this grant? Oh, well, our portion for Spokane was like a $1.2 million. Yeah, this isn't someone that you call grandma and then no. it's going to be fine. No, this is not a no. check This is real, <laughs> real money. T- and well, how do you continue to support a, such a right, big plan right. like End AIDS Washington by just giving it all? And I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it. I feel like it's bureaucracy. We're going to give it all to the bureaucratic people over here who don't really care about you. Sorry about it, but they don't. How do you... How do we even support this? Well, and that's the sad thing is, I mean, we all have emotions around this, but we also have 238 clients that are HIV positive, that are very, very vulnerable. I mean, we take the hardest of the hard that aren't stable, that have mental health issues and transportation issues and housing issues. And I mean, in the last year, we've probably housed four or five families that were living on the streets and we took them from homelessness to housing, which that means that they are adherent to their medications and they can take their meds and they're not transmitting Mm -hmm. HIV anymore. Something has to be... I mean, that should have been part of the score, but it's not. Yeah, Yeah. you should have wrote that down. Why didn't they score it like that? It's uh, it's unbelievable what happened. I feel like some new people got involved. They did. We have new people in leadership. Are you kidding? And they didn't understand. Here's the thing. When you start looking at people as numbers and statistics Mm -hmm. and don't get to the story, don't get to the heart of it, don't understand, because... I know from, listen, the community has a lot of opinions, I'm just going to say. And I know a lot of people personally who are not comfortable going down to regional, going to, because they don't feel like they're cared about. So there, and we've, how many, and I know you guys have heard the same stories, how many people say, well, then I won't go at all. Yeah. Well, we've already kind of done a little bit of a poll. We have a couple of new support groups that have sprouted up and at one support group, which wasn't a huge amount mm. of people, but mm. of that group, 35% said, I won't be case managed. I'll just go out of care. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Okay, so that, then it comes back dangerous. to your end AIDS yeah. Washington goals. Right. It's yeah. like, I'm sorry, you're going to reduce new infections when you have 238 people just blown to the wind and hope right. they land in case management. Yes, yeah, and yeah. that's not going to happen without someone like San here. That's ridiculous. Caleb, what? So you started with San, what, six months ago, a year ago? Uh, a year? Almost a year and a half, almost actually. Almost a year and a half. Oh, my God. By, wow, yeah. it seems like six months. But what what yeah, how do you see this what what are your emotions really um they are a whirlwind yeah um because not only am i an employee but i'm also a client so sure. this gives me this like um like tug of war kind of feeling um and i've been a client for almost five years um and so i'm heartbroken yeah. this is actually this is actually the first week that i've gone without crying at my desk um there was one day like i i was trying to like collect all of my feelings and try to be productive and ended up just curled up under my desk which Mm -hmm. i know sounds really pathetic but i just i physically couldn't function and like i kept looking over at um the other offices just thinking of how soon they're going to be empty Mm -hmm. and also being a client these are people that I've created a relationship with over the last five years and um, being case managed there honestly saved my life because my case manager didn't just see me as a client who needed to be on medication. She saw me as a human being who had come from Minnesota where the healthcare was terrible and helped me be adherent and um, Gay can attest to this. There was a period of time where it just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I'm working there. <laughs> um, and I, I volunteered there. Like, They'll I just was, get you back in yeah. any way they have. Yeah, I got exactly. a big fishing pole. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm looking at it as a volunteer standpoint because I volunteered there forever um, as a client and as an employee. And I'm just sure. shattered because this was such a vital part of. Yeah. Who I became. Right. So as you mentioned, it's not just a job. You're an actual client there. When you look at this now, next year, uh, transition, I guess, is through March. Mm-hmm. Uh, last uh, last we heard. And you look at you're going to have to transition over to going to regional. Mm-hmm. As not as you know, the behind the scenes workings of Sam, but as a client, as just this this individual who's very vulnerable. All of us are because you have to share these very personal things going on. What what goes through your head when you think about having to go to regional? Um, a couple things. So just to kind of tell Ariel and, and really be comfortable with her being a case manager, cause I'm such a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very high, strong human being. So having to learn to be vulnerable with her was tough and it was a long road. Um, and that's your current case manager? Uh, not currently, but, okay. um, I still work with her. Gotcha. I just, I've, I've gotcha. gone to someone else now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly don't know if I can do it again, knowing how hard it was with Ariel and, I I mean, if you want the truth, I actually don't plan on making that transition. I don't think spiritually I can do it. So what is your option then? How do you approach it? Because it's so hard. Yeah. Self-efficacy. Um, and I'm in, a, I'm in a lucky position where I can be self-efficate. I can mm-hmm. go to my doctor's appointment on my own. I can make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do to stay healthy. I can navigate insurance on my own. 
I can't speak for the rest of our clients, and right. that's what's terrifying. Do you think that could be a viable option for more people? Do you think you can provide tools for them to become, you know, to care for themselves, really? We can provide the tools. However, I don't know the level of self-efficacy yeah. that some yeah. of our clients have. Some of our clients are very high needs, and I'm not even in prevention, and I worry about some of our clients yeah. and, and what's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. what's going to happen when they call regional and we, hey we 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 have never shied away from whatever our opinion is on whatever subject so obviously regionally you know how we feel about you um <laughs> but what's going to happen when they call and because of of how we're going to run things over there it's not as personal a touch it's not as a personal connection right what's it's gonna happen it's when grab they call a number them? sit down and wait for your appointment yeah. in three hours exactly. why don't you read a that's magazine? not going to work for everybody and yeah. especially if there are other issues you're dealing with if there's mental health issues on top of it. I mean, you know, that's the thing that I think we're not thinking about. So when our numbers rise again, I mean, why would we... Oh, I just get so angry because why would we wait for that to happen when we could just prevent it because we made a dumb decision? Wouldn't that be nice if they just said, we made a dumb decision (laughs) here. (laughs) Have the money back. Sorry Sorry about it. Everyone else has already said it. So one of the things that... We have worked very hard and with the support of all of the staff and mm-hmm. the board at SAN is working side by side with regional health. I had to take myself out of it, as you guys heard. Yeah, I mean, I hard. quickly had to move into 238 people versus me. Yeah. And let's move on. Yeah. So one of the hopes is that our case managers transition so that when people do go to regional health, that they do have a familiar face within that system. Sure. And we have worked with, I mean, that's going to be hard for them too. I sent them a budget of how to do wraparound services because I didn't know if they were going to do it. Well, (laughs) beautiful to hear. I'm pretty sure they don't know if they're going to do it. They don't seem like the best plan. I don't really have a lot to lose at this point. So I'm like shoving a lot of things their way. Like, ask for this and do it this way. But I don't have anything to lose. And the only thing I have to do is gain for 238 clients. And that's honestly, and that's, I mean, that's what a great way. That's leadership. It kind of sucks sometimes. It really sucks. Yeah, to understand that, okay, how do I make, this is a horrible situation. How do I make sure, do the best I can to make sure it's okay for them, give the tools I have. But this is the other thing that I love about these conversations is... It's real because here's the fact. Everybody's going to do their job because you care about your job. But you're, for lack of words I can say on FCC, you're ticked off as you should be. And I love that there's an honesty there. There's also what we want to help to those who are listening that hopefully you understand why organizations like SAN are so important is I think a lot of us are ticked off. And I think a lot more listening to this right now are hopefully ticked off as well. And I get it that it's the money's been given or the, but I still think we at least need the powers that be to know that this is stupid and we're not happy. And this is what happens when you're not even part of this community or haven't even tried to understand this community Mm -hmm. and you made a decision for this community. Um, what can people do? Well, that's the part that we're still trying to figure out is this big chunk. So a huge piece of our foundation has just crumbled. Right. Mm -hmm. So in the next three, four months, the board of directors and myself and the staff need to figure out what are the remaining gaps around HIV in our community? Mm -hmm. And is there a place and the 
and the support, because we can't do without support. I mean, keeping this old house running. Yeah. I mean, that costs like $3,500 a month mm-hmm. just to keep the doors open without any staff. Sure. Okay. And then we want to be able to maybe maintain a pantry program. How do you keep pantry going yeah. if you don't have people to person it? And yeah. how do you get enough donations or new funding? And it's that bridging that gap. I mean, we can write for new funds. Let me tell you, I've written for everything that's possibly out there. And, you know, I mean, thank God we have places like Pride Foundation. Right, right. Who right. knew our situation. I had to be really upfront. I cried with them on the phone yeah. saying, we still want your money. We'll do the best we can with it. And they still funded us. I mean, that is an organization. Bless them, Bless them Pride Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you, Chris Woo. and Gunnar, for believing yes. in saying yeah. so yeah. much we do. Yeah. You know, and so I need more of that yeah. foundation yeah. support that yeah. knows that we're going through tough times, but also recognizes that with this end AIDS Washington goal, we don't get there by moving no. dollars to regional exactly. health no. and filling those gaps. To the powers that be at regional and and you know we've been talking a lot of smack about regional. I have been talking a lot of smack about regional. Yes you have. Um, yes I have. That's okay. Uh, but this That's is okay. my question. Do they understand that maybe they need to I just feel like they should if hey fine if you got the grant if it's yours now are they taking a, a decided effort to try to connect to the community and let them understand, listen, we're going to do everything we can. Is that happening? Not have yet. they even, that's my concern. Yeah. Right. So and I, I, have been, I have been spoon feeding. When are you going to have a fact sheet? When are right. you? And so, right. I mean, and they need to be have, talking and to they the have community to respond. Yeah, about they, they what need they're to, worried about. And so they don't re- have a plan, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Regional Health and myself met with one of our support sure. groups on Saturday and I'm sorry, you got to give some concrete information yes. Yes. because even just knowing what the transition is, this is when yeah. we're going to advertise this, when, yeah. when we're going to hire case managers, this is how we're going to transfer your case. Yes. I'm the one telling that story and it's, I'm about ready and to pull someone, my plug. Yes. And someone <laughs> from there needs to be the one that steps up and say, I know, and just own it. I know this is a scary time. I am committed to you to make it. They need that personal connection. And I, I will call them out right now and say, step up, yeah. because they're proving to only make it about a number and not about people. Right. And people are scared yeah. right now. People are vulnerable right now. And if you're actually going to care about them and treat them, you need to reach out to them. So you need to put yourself out there and say, you know, here's a meeting we're going to have. We're going to talk about it. We're going to let you and we're going to address this instead of just thinking like, Mm-hmm. Every corporation you can work for, oh, this is changing, and they told us, and then you never put it in. It's just numbers on a sheet, and you just know when it's coming. Well, do you do you think that if you put enough pressure on regional, and if there's enough support and backing from whoever needs to be, that they will go through with it and make a you know at least half smooth transition, a good decision in their future, maybe <laughs> a half smooth transition. <laughs> a half smooth. Well, we're working to get a half smooth transition. <laughs> sure. Because we have now ex- an extension, sure. and we have pushed back that they did not apply for wraparound services. That is what has kept people engaged in care. Mm-hmm. Having pantry, having housing, having mental health, yeah. having transportation. It sees them as a whole human being, so and not just one yeah. issue. Pushing them to say, you know what, we're not going to get it as SAN. They've already given the contract to you, mm-hmm. and you know what, you need to get out of the passing lane and yeah. get some more money. Yep. Well, the fact that they didn't even think about that aspect of a human being's life that you need to address is another Basic concern. Needs, yeah. I, yeah. Who, like, what? 
eat Jay Inslee. I'm just saying, do you not see this? And and you need to talk. Hey, he owes us an answer to a question. He does. He promised to get back to us. And so we he never to, did. We need to call in that question yeah. again and be yeah, like, new question. And it was yes. about prep. And it too, was so about prep. Yeah. He said, Very I well. will get back to you. But yeah. I want to know what you're just gonna. This is your plan, and you're gonna let something that totally derails your plan be mm-hmm. okay. Step up. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to add another layer to the oh, I'm craziness. Oh, good. Another <laughs> layer. So oh. the other piece of our contract is for Shalan Douglas in Okanagan. Yeah. A little shout out to the middle yeah. of the state I grew that up continues there. to get ignored. Totally no. We did not get our contract in Shalan Douglas in Okanagan counties. It went to a health organization that mm. has never done HIV before and mm. is a hospital. Oh, good times. So, I mean, send that energy out there to the middle of the state with our migrant workers, our farm workers that are really, and we have 98% engagement with our transient folks in Wenatchee and the Valley. And it's just, I'm sorry, if you're waiting for somebody to show up at your door, it's not going to happen. No. And I have reached out to Confluence Health four times and they will not return my calls and they are the receiving agency and we should be working a transition now and they're not even responding that's just mind-blowing that they won't even talk to it's, you uh, the sad it's, thing it's is not even a response to a phone the sad call. thing is is it's not yeah is it should be mind-blowing but it's not well, when i this is a long time ago but my very first boyfriend ever was president of an organization an aids organization in Wenatchee, before there was a connection between, you know, to get more help from other regions, um, and he was HIV positive, and I remember ha- him having to fight with those organizations to to get some help for the people that we were aware of because of because of the organization we were a part of, and I remember it being awful. I remember sitting with him night after night when he would be in tears because he cared so much. Sounds like someone else I know here in this room. Because he cared so Two much and he here, couldn't really. get, he couldn't get them to understand. And I'm sorry, maybe that's where my venom comes from for not believing in regional, but regional or just organizations like that have never proven to have changed. And never. I can, I can actually speak on that as well. There was a couple of years ago, I was uh, going through an insurance transition when I went from my father's insurance back in Minnesota to a more suitable insurance that fits my needs here in, in Washington and in Spokane. And neither one, like I was accepted for the insurance here. However, I was still on my dad's insurance. And so they were arguing back and forth and I didn't get my meds. Um, And so I had to go, I think it was three months without medication (gasps) because I had used up all of the available money I could from um, the Ryan White Foundation. And having someone who not only advocated with me, and for me, w- without that kind of care that my case manager provided, mm-hmm. I would be so screwed and yeah. only God knows where I would have ended up. And for most of that time, I didn't know. I, I was so overwhelmed with stress. My CD4 count actually dipped significantly. I was finally getting to a healthy point. Um, my My... For those who are listening, a CD4 count is your white blood cell count, and you need those to stay healthy, and the higher the number, the better you are. Uh, I was only 88 points away from being diagnosed with AIDS, oh. um, and wow. my case wow. manager helped me so significantly 
and advocated for me to make sure that I got my meds and to make sure that my insurances resolved themselves. Um, and that's the kind of care that is, that's that's the kind of care that scares me isn't going to exist anymore. Yeah. Because that doesn't take just someone wanting to do their job. That takes someone with a serious passion for yeah. humanity. And so yeah. I am terrified yeah, that absolutely. without that kind of humanity, there's just going to be this hole. Right. And which is why we need, and listen, if you're listening, this is a real conversation. This is something that's going on in your backyard. And if you care, I think you need to ask regional how are you going to address the people? How are you going to address the heart of these issues? Because these things happen and that we have to ask the questions and expect an answer, require an answer. We talked, uh, must have been two years ago with uh, Michelangelo Signorelli, who is an amazing man. And he said it about all of our leaders, which is we have to start as citizens to ask questions and require answers because it's when we sit back and we don't. And so I would say to everyone, just sitting back and watching regional and just seeing what happens, this isn't a reality show no, that you flip on on Friday. Call them and ask them, what are you going to do? Because these are re- real people. These are our brothers, our sisters, our roommates, our cousins, everybody, our friends. And I want to know, and I have a right to know as a citizen, that you're going to take care of them. And so we need to be asking those questions. This is no longer a spectator sport, and this is happening in Spokane. It's a real conversation. Listen, World AIDS Day comes around every year, and as gay men, you know, as LGBT people, we look at it and we know, oh, you know, we need to be there and we need to support. But no, it needs to be more than wearing a red ribbon and showing up to a vigil. It needs to be, no, we need to support each other. No more. So I'm just saying we need to ask the questions and expect answers. Mm-hmm. And we need to ask them, how are you going to do this? Because if we never require an answer, they're never going to they're not going to bother. You have to push them. That's true. You do. And and Gay, you you and all of San has, have been writing letters on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue to do so. And I think we can join that letter. We, I, hey, Sergey and I know how to write. We, we know, know how, how to write. talk. We, we know how to be loud. But... Not to just put, us. You know. Us isn't enough. Oh yeah, everybody. So we have we everybody. have interns. We have the Curter. We also have listeners who who are amazing and supportive, mm-hmm. and we need to ask you to do the same thing. We just have to start asking the questions. Do. I don't think we we take an active role yeah. in our our citizenry. We Interesting don't. that you bring that up because at the first support group, when I went and talked to our HIV positives at support group, and what did they say? We're going back in time to act out and yeah. act up. I mean, it was like, I mean, we had, we had chants going that night. It was like, raise the flag, mm-hmm. let's protest. It's let's do something. Wow. is done. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stand up and not be afraid. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's, what's scary about that is that, saying we go back in time to that, that's back in the 80s when we were, listen, we were dying. Oh, we yeah. were dying. We cannot forget that. No, it wasn't case management. It was case management to help you with death yeah, to transition you out yep. it was yep. hospice yep. remain comfortable yep. yeah and now it's not and you're right it's time to stand up we have forgotten how to do that mm-hmm. and we need to and this i think is so important because we've all loved someone who who has been affected in some way with hiv and if it was you you would want someone to stand for you yep. right san has always stood in this 31 years has always stood by our community and stood by those affected with HIV, I think it's not too much to ask that now the community stands up back, mm-hmm. right? 
Thank yeah, you. it's it's it our is. our turn to do that. It is. I it's, think so. I'm gonna cry, but yeah, you know that's what I do. Yeah, Caleb, I have one last question for you. I just I'm curious. You mentioned you were from Minnesota, and it was kind of um, the health system over there was not good, and um, kind of a mess. How do you see that? Um, how yeah? How do you see that turning? You know, coming over here to Spokane, what you saw in Minnesota happening here. Uh, so let me give a little background of kind of what m- my scenario was. Mm-hmm. So. Here in Spokane, I don't know how many medical case managers we have right now, but it's a lot just for this city. When I lived in Minnesota at the time, I think there might have been four. Okay. For the state. Wow. Wow. Minnesota isn't tiny. Maybe it might have been more, but my case manager was based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I lived in a dinky little town up on the Iron Range, which was like an hour away from the border with like 2,000 people. So. They were always at least four hours away, depending on the weather. I mean, trying to get to my case manager, my case manager to me during the winter, there was no way in hell that was going to happen. And the doctors had no soul when I when I went and saw them. They were just like, this is what this is. This is what this, do- this right. does. Information dumping and just no, no, no support whatsoever for no someone living with HIV. It. Yeah, it, sure. was, it was terrible. And ultimately... Um, Without the care that I needed, I almost committed suicide. Coming here and someone reaching their hand out to me saying, hey, we got you. And then knowing that I had an entire organization's support saved my life. And this transition terrifies me because I've always, like I said, been a high, strong person. I've always been self-efficate. And there are some things that you just cannot do on your own. And this is one of those things without emotional support without someone to say hey it's going to be okay without someone willing to give you a hug when you're afraid that you're never gonna have another human touch again is so important and my concern is with our clients who already know their status they still need love Mm -hmm. they still need support they still need a human touch and sometimes we're stigma sometimes we're the only time that they get that human touch that's Honestly, why I believe we have some people who hang out with us every day. Right. Just because they need some social interaction um, and to feel loved. They need to feel accepted. My concern is when this transition happens, Mm -hmm. it's going to be maybe just a little bit, maybe one step above the same kind of care I got in Minnesota. And that terrifies me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't we can't go to the route of, you know, doctors being four hours away and basic needs not being met. You know, Caleb, thank you for sharing your story. I think um, it's important that you do. And anyone out there that has a story to share, take this time. This is the perfect opportunity to share it, to um, make sure it influences, you know, where we're at. And I think Mm -hmm. that we can make a lot of change uh, and move a lot of things if we do, you know, like Jonathan say, stay up. Uh, stand up, make yeah. your voice heard, share your story, make and sure that's heard. Reach out to those people. Yeah. Reach out to the governor. Reach out Please. to local officials. Reach out to regional mm-hmm. and make them answer the questions that we need answered. I think that's very important. We could talk about this for two more shows and then some, but we want to uh, thank our guests, Gay Weiss and Caleb Ashby Dural. Did I say your last name? Dural? Dural, yeah. <gasps> thank you. Nailed it. Um, we want to thank you both for taking time to be with us here today. And we want to challenge everybody who listened to this to do something. That's all you got to do. 
is That's do it. something. Do something. And then go to World AIDS Day whenever they decide they know what they're whatever doing it is. at regional. <laughs> but even yeah. if it's not with them, do something to remember cause, and mm. to, to make forward momentum in this. Because HIV isn't gone, but we do have a shot. We do. So, All right. Here's a song break for you. And welcome back. We are talking to Gay Weiss and Caleb Ashby Duro, which is actually your new name because you just got married, didn't you? Yeah, like three weeks ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. And we watched the video. Oh, did we you did. all? Yeah. Before it cut out, was, a man after our cute. own hearts. It was social media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are social media oh, whores, so we appreciate it. Um, this is in celebration. For the first part here, we're going to talk about World AIDS Day, which, of course, is December 1st here. Spokane AIDS Network SAN has been a huge part of that for many, 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 many years. And so first, we want to just get to that part. So we're going to start with uh, asking each of you to tell us what your role currently is at SAN. So, uh, Caleb, let's start with you. So I'm the outreach coordinator. I go to various places and do HIV education and testing. But beyond that, I also help people get onto PrEP as kind of like a PrEP navigator case manager kind of dude for those listeners who haven't heard us talk about this 15 million times it's important i want to remind everybody give us a breakdown of what is prep prep is a drug that someone who does not have hiv can take to prevent them from getting it by it reduces the chances by like 90 some odd percent yeah this is like the miracle like exciting exactly because you can take prep and it (coughs) it's the prevention tool that Mm -hmm. really can stop you know the spread of HIV, mm-hmm. and there's it's there's amazing. different there's different numbers I know yeah. from ninety six percent and a lot higher than that, and that's amazing. We use that in conjunction with condoms, and mm-hmm. you know at least there's no such thing as safe sex, but uh, it's a lot lot safer. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so, and it's a wonderful tool that we have. So you educate people on that you help them get on it if that is what is the direction they want to take yeah absolutely if someone wants to get on prep i help them like figure out where they want to go if they want to go to their provider planned parenthood wherever it may be but i also help them uh, find tools to make it affordable considering how expensive it is there's mm-hmm. different programs that i can help sign them up for so exactly that's what and I do. luckily some insurance will help out um or of course there's some state things that are going Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. That helps a lot, too. It's amazing. Well, Gay, you've been on our show before. Um, why don't we reintroduce people to you and what your your role is as SAN? Okay, so Gay Weiss, and I'm the executive director of SAN, and I've been there for just over four and a half, five years. And lots of changes have been happening in those five years where you have expanded programs, we've grown, we've added counties, we've added coordinated care, which is for chronic conditions. Mm-hmm. We've just kind of blown it out of the water. I love that. Yeah. And and Spokane AIDS Network is such a valuable resource here um, because, you know, it, it, it really brings in a lot of um, people who need special care because of uh, HIV and AIDS. Exactly. Yeah. So we're kind of the melting pot. Right. Um, you know, we're housed in an old house across from Huckleberries, and it's the safe place to go. Um, you can be out of care and... You know, being on the streets, homeless, whatever, out of town and come back and you know that we're always there for care, love and support and whatever resources you need. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been a pillar in the community of HIV for 31 years. Yeah, for a very long time. So for those people who, you know, I think it's a it's a wonderful blessing, of course, for those people who don't know a lot about SAN because they haven't had to. 
but it's one of those things that we all need to be aware of. But so many of us don't take, you know, we we don't think about it. It's maybe we're heterosexual, you know, married or whatever. But the you mentioned the importance of this, but you also mentioned that the role of San has changed over the years because now uh, HIV has changed so much to where it's not a death sentence, you know, like it used to be. People are living longer. So those services that are needed have changed a lot. Definitely. So, and 50% of our population is over 50. So right. those conditions, it's not just aging with HIV, it's aging mm. with other chronic conditions. Now we're seeing diabetes mm. and we're seeing all these other chronic conditions that any normal person would have in aging. And now it's compounded because you are also positive with HIV. And so that's a totally different, but also that demographic of how that impact of how many people are actually over 50. And like in 10 years, 70% will be over 50. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we definitely have to mold and change with those needs. So these yeah. are these are important things we need to keep in mind, especially when we're looking at where uh, the resources have to come from, who's taking care of those, who's taking care of those people that need these resources. We need to care whether we we need that service or not. We need to be aware of those things in the community. Now, as we are looking forward at December 1st, World AIDS Day. What is the landscape overall of HIV? What is what is how is it looking today and why is it important that we remember? Well, today we have pretty much plateaued for the last few years in Spokane. In fact, the EPI report, so the numbers for the for Spokane region actually took a really deep plummet, which we had kind right. of been surfacing at 25 to 20 new cases per year. And the last EPI report came back with only eight. And we're not sure that that's a true number. Right. I think this next year we're going to be back up in the 20s. It's kind of like, okay, were we, you know, trying to dissect that? Did we just not do as much testing to find right. as many positives? Or did we have enough people on prep that we changed that number? So, mm -hmm. you know, when when you see that significant of a change, you're definitely, that's kind of a red flag. Like, you that can't be real. Right. That yeah, really right. can't be real. Um, so kind of keeping even numbers, which means we we have just over 500 folks living with HIV in Spokane County. Which is wow. big. That is it huge. is very big. Yeah. So, okay, um, Governor Jay Inslee, and we talk about this on the show, um, has announced End AIDS 2020. That's that's the goal. Um, ending AIDS and cutting uh, new HIV in infections by half. Um, that's only, what, three years away now. How do we achieve that in Spokane? And, you know, what, what are really the key things to making sure that's, that's a national movement? So some of the key things is to really just be proactive and know what resources are out there and available to keep, your health, keep yourself healthy in multiple aspects. Mm -hmm. um, part of it comes to sexual health education, which is so important, um, and reaching out to the youth in Spokane County as a whole. Uh, and making sure they get accurate education. Right. But in general, making sure that you have insurance and proper health coverage, um, getting testing and, and using just all of those available resources that are available is going to kind of be that milestone and what's going to push us to meet that goal by 2020. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about education, um, expand on that, because right now um, we do have uh, sexual education in our schools. But it's not really, you know, really comprehensive. It's it's basically disease aversion, um, mm -hmm. and it's not really, you know, pro-sex. And it doesn't really talk about LGBT issues or HIV that well. 
Exactly. Right now, what we have is like uh, penis to vagina sex. This is what happens. Yeah. And that's about it. What we need to be seeing is this is what happens when you use this body part for this right. specific action. So then it's not just um, normal heterosexual sex. It encompasses what might happen if two vaginas come in contact or like a penis and an anus and things like that. So mm. it, it also make a more comfortable environment for students who aren't necessarily out to have questions. Right. And it's important for young LGBT or questioning youth to ask questions early on before they're just thrown out into the world and not right. have any idea what's out there. Well, like you're mentioning all of the things we need to talk about. It's like real <laughs> conversations about what's really happening yeah. instead <laughs> of exactly. we need everything to fit in this nice little box over mm-hmm. here and that just makes us feel better. So you're having to have these real conversations. Now, when people come into SAN, what are you finding? Are, are, are those people that come in to get tested and you're, you're there to help them through this process is there is there a sense that they know what they're there for? Is there a sense that they understand the risk? Because we all go through those. Oh, I'm so scared, and then we go out and it does, and then we're doing all this the things that, that could get us in trouble. What are you finding when you're talking to people? How is your finger on the pulse of Spokane? How is how is that? <laughs> um, I have a huge variety of people that come in. Some of them are. Um, people who know exactly what they're doing and what their risks are and they don't want to change any of their behaviors and that's up to them. But then we mm-hmm. also have people who come in who have no education. They have no idea what's going to happen you know, when, when they have sex with so-and-so or what any sort of statistics are. And from person A to person B, their knowledge base mm-hmm. is so totally different that I can't give you a solid number. Right. Um, but in every aspect, I do think that Spokane as a whole has a duty to increase their sexual health education because there is a significant amount of misinformation and misconception on what sexual health really is and what mm-hmm. um, sexual preventative care is. Right. Sure. Well, Sergey mentioned earlier, and you you spoke to that, which is you know our sexual education system in our school system is not exactly um, the most informative. Uh, especially to LGBT youth, how how much of a challenge and how do you approach that challenge to help educate the young ones when, I mean, you're not going to be allowed to do it in the schools, uh, at least not very easily, that there's so much uh, moralistic, you know, structure around how we talk about sex and our culture. How do you even begin to address that and to, you know, so take I'm gonna- on that challenge? I'm in a really lucky position to where when I go into an education system, I can't be fired. So I get a little <laughs> bit more leeway with what I can and cannot say, mm-hmm. um, right. which is awesome because I've, I've been able to hand a lot of students the information that they need to hear and what they're actually looking for in education. And um, I, I'm in a the perfect opportunity doing outreach to do that, just kind of going in and just mm-hmm. saying what needs to be said and then being like, sorry, afterwards. Because right, right. Yeah, just... <laughs> I'd rather ask for forgiveness, ask for forgiveness. than permission. Yep, exactly. 100%. Yep. I love that. <laughs> so, Gay, question for you. So where we are right now, I mean, we kind of talked about HIV being um, not necessarily a preventable disease, but it's not... Um, a a, de- a deadly disease anymore. I mean, we can we have survivors and people who live with it every day. What can we do to make sure it is one hundred percent preventable and that we are taking actions 
to make sure it is. You know, how do we get to the next level where it's a vaccine maybe or it's, um, you know, preventive methods rather than just treatment? Right. And that comes back to being educated and having prep and then taking it to the next level, continuing to keep HIV in the forefront and not sliding back like it Mm -hmm. has been for years. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's get this back in the forefront because there's a lot more research to do. There's a lot more studying to do and we're, we're letting it slide back. It's not as prominent. Now it's part of chronic conditions, which is okay, but it doesn't keep it Mm -hmm. at the forefront. Well, we're becoming complacent. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so, you know, looking at End AIDS Washington and some of the actual steps as to how to get to those numbers, that 50% reduction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a prescription of like 11 deliverables of how we're going to get there, which is one is mandated. It's not optional. It's mandated HIV education within that sex ed, Mm -hmm. which is huge. And luckily we have a secretary of health that is also a gay white male who is able to push that. And he wasn't willing to go out on that limb. And now Dr. John Wiesman is out there on that limb saying, you know what, I've been in office for long enough. I can raise my flag and make things happen. And Mm -hmm. he's been a huge supporter of Washington. To get our leaders behind us, which is why it was so exciting. It was on World AIDS Day that the governor made the proclamation uh, end aids and so that's exciting let's get to really quick uh what is happening in spokane on december 1st that people can be involved in so december 1st is world aids day across the world and here in spokane we're going to have an event we are we are having an event <laughs> it's actually good. so this There's is an interesting an twist as you had said earlier how san had been the instigators yes. and the planners of world aids day for years and years and we typically had collaborated with spokane regional health what has happened this year mm-hmm. is spokane regional health is taking the lead yeah and we're gonna so get into that it will be december 1st yes I don't quite know what that event is well, going to Well, as look you like. kind of just alluded to, you guys have have sort of been taken out of the loop, I guess, is a good way to to transition to Here's the thing. So we're going to before we take a quick break. Yes. Yeah, I got World AIDS Day is happening. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. In Spokane, and this is a good way to segue into something is going on at, you know, this organization we've had for over 30 years in this community, and we want to talk about why. It's about celebrating that we need to be out there supporting uh, World AIDS Day, and then we need to talk about something that's going on in our community that I think affects everyone, and this is a great way to get into that. So why don't we take a quick break, come back, and get into the real nitty-gritty of what's happening. Let's do it.
This is KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And Outspoken receives support from Instant Sign Factory, celebrating 25 years serving the inland northwest indoor and outdoor sign needs. Information at one 778 7446 and online at com. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people, regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Thank you to everybody who supports Outspoken. Outspoken. 